Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Game Train Podcast. I am Callan Davison and joining me here live on Twitch on the 21st of December 2020 is Carl the Lyrical Smith. Hello Carl, how are you? Hello Callan, I'm very good, thank you. Awesome. So um, yeah, this is our, our last podcast for the year guys. Even though we did Game of the Year last week, we've done things a bit backwards this year. But it was to get a bit more time with the big review game in this episode, which is going to be Cyberpunk 2077. But also, apart from Cyberpunk 2077, we'll be talking about some new announcements and things along the way. Carl's going to give his thoughts on Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um, Yeah, every time. Uh, We'll have Mm -hmm. the questions from the passengers in the chat here live on Twitch. But before we get to all that, uh, let's roll into the news. Okay, so in the news this week, probably the top of the probably the top of the news is the um, is that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, the game we're actually reviewing this episode, has been removed from the PlayStation Digital Online Store um, due to the game being so buggy on the PlayStation and in an unfinished state. This is an unprecedented move for a triple A title to be removed straight off the store like that it's it's pretty crazy stuff oh it's it's nuts it's not like it's not like one of those small games or something you know or it's not even the case that there was something um you know sometimes this happens for a little while when there's something uh like um censorship issues or they find something in the game you know didn't they have to do that with with hot coffee and in, in resident and resident in gta for a little bit oh, yeah 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 the games, got, the games have been pulled from shelves yeah yeah, but never because they were just so bad at running mm-hmm. that they went, "My bad, my bad. Let's yep. take those back." Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, um, it's those interesting stuff, and I think there's a warning on the Xbox as well, saying, "Hey, be be aware that there might be some bugs in this game." Pretty heavy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty. Pretty crazy stuff for that to actually happen. Um, I've actually got a digital version on the on the PS5, which I assume still works. But we do know that publishers can turn their games off from their end as well, which happened with my Watch Dogs copy as well. Remember that? Yeah. So I'm yeah. surprised I actually didn't just turn it off and just went, sorry, guys, you can't actually play it um, due to the game not being technically finished. So, and that... Yeah. That scares me. That that really does, you know, like, I don't know. I, I never, I've never felt like I completely own something when it's digital anyway. And this makes it scarier. Like when in situations like your watchdogs and like my frostbite on mm-hmm. Xbox 360, mm-hmm. same thing, gone. Mm. I own that. And yeah. I bought it with money and I can't even, they just took it away. Well, I, I well so it's, it's back now though. Oh, your watchdogs? Yeah, your watchdogs is back now, yeah. Mm, Frostbite never came back. Frostbite never came back. No, damn, that yeah. that sucks. Um, also, in other news, though, let's get on to some better news and sad news of stuff being taken off digital stores yes. and shit like that. Um, so, Game Awards was on last week, where The Last of Us Part Two took out the official Game Awards. 
Um, but they, yep. as always, they showed off a bunch of new trailers and things along the way. That's that's why I watched it. Really, is for the announcements, not the awards. Because I was like, I think I think Last of Us is going to romp this in, which it did. It won six plus awards or something that game, which was yeah really insane. Um, and now more than ever, it's the closest thing that the whole industry has to an E3 night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's like that area at the end of the year where we get those little teasers for 21 or the next year or whatever. But um, yeah, so yes. what we did get was, um, well, Sephiroth has come into Super Smash Bros. now, which was huge because Nintendo's like, yes. showing off the new fighter. I didn't guess it was going to be Sephiroth. I was like, <gasps> oh, yeah. I, was, I don't, you uh, can't guess any of their fighters anymore. Hey, yeah. they just go so left field yeah. now. So probably the greatest villain in video game history, or the most iconic, uh, has made his way into Smash Brothers, which is great. Another Final Fantasy character in Smash Brothers as well. I know it's a dude with a sword again. Like we've had a lot of dudes with swords over the years in Smash Brothers now, but I, I think Sephiroth yeah. got the pass mark because of how iconic and stuff he is. You know? Yeah, I suppose so. The path mark. I like that. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what was his name from uh, Three Houses where there was just backlash after backlash of another dude being with swords? And then after that, they put in um, Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah. Dragon Quest guy got, got in there as well. Yeah. The hero. And it's like, guys, please. I'm waiting for like the Three Musketeers or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy stuff. Um, also, um, the initiative, which is, uh, one of Xbox's new studios, Microsoft new studios, which is have made from the ground up, bringing in talent from a bunch of studios around the world, uh, finally announced their game they're making, which is a reboot of the Perfect Dark series. Yes. So per- we haven't seen a Perfect Dark series in what, a game in 15 years? I don't know. Yeah, about that. T- about t- 10, Perfect 15 Dark years? Zero on the 360. Okay. So that'd be yeah. more, what, 12 years then? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. At least. At least. Yeah. Because it was very early 360. Yeah, very, very, very early 360, yeah. So um, it's been a long time since Perfect Dark Games, so people were really excited to see what this game would be like. I'm excited to see what it'll be like. Um, Hopefully it's a big hit. I think this is what Xbox needs. Um, A recognizable franchise. They'll bring people back, but they've got to make this game good. And with the talent under the roof of the initiative, I think... They've got the talent Ooh, to, make, yeah. to get the job done here. Um, this could be their big one. This needs to be. This, this is their like this, Santa Monica. Yeah, they really need this to be their big one, and hopefully they um they do a good job of it. I don't think we'll probably see it for like two years at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, it's going to be a, a long way off yeah. still, but um, yeah. like end of twenty twenty two at the earliest, I say. Yep. Yeah, yep. Definitely not a agree. definitely not a twenty twenty one game. Yep. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we got a new teaser for Mass Effect. That's right. We got a teaser trailer for the new Mass Effect game, yes. which is in development. Again, this is going to be a few years off this one as well. Just a little yep. quick teaser. But it's them to say, just like Bethesda did with Elder Scrolls, hey, the game's in development. It'll be a while, but hey, we are working on this. Get hype, pretty much. Yeah, and not just that. They're also saying, by the way, this is effectively Mass Effect 4. It's not something weird on random offshoot. Uh, you know, they're showing old characters, and there's a link there seemingly to the first three, and it looks like it follows on to the destruction ending of part three. 
Okay. It looks like that's what they're going to use as canon because everything looks like destroyed and restarted and it looks several years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks really cool, but I think that's that's the uh, it's almost like the the big the big fix that they're trying to do for their fan and saying their fan saying like for their fan. I know this we, is just one person yeah, just like fan. just just waiting <laughs> there for the game. <laughs> For Genghis Tuan. Yeah. <laughs> he's waiting patiently with his lunchbox. Yeah. And he's like $80 that he got from grandma ready to buy Mass Effect. And it's like, this is going to be yeah, great. Yeah, we've made this for our fan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to our fan. Uh, yeah. I love that. We should say that. That's good. True. Um, yeah, look, after Andromeda, I'm not hyped for this at all. So I'm going to see how it goes. Really, I am hyped because I did love the first three so much, no, and it was mostly no. because of the story. All this is is like that Simpsons episode with Malibu Stacy wearing a new hat. It's just that all over again. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, that's more like FIFA and a game we'll talk about later. Yeah, but, yeah, um, true, true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, what else have we got here? Um, Returnal, uh, PS Five exclusive yes. game, got a release date. Uh, and a new trailer coming out the 19th of March. So that's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Again, see how it takes advantage of the um, adaptive tri- triggers and the haptic feedback and all that. It's a game about being in like a time loop. So you, you repeat, repeat, repeat kind of stuff. It looks really interesting. looks really cool. So um, mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. I think you'd enjoy that one too. Maybe. I'm a little bit worried that it could be a bit Souls-like using that mechanic. But... I, nah, probably more roguelike, wouldn't it? Hopefully, hopefully leans more on roguelike. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we got? Ark Two's been announced. That's right. So Ark, oh boy, Ark's been around for many years. People love Ark. There's been lots of little spin-offs of Ark. Well, there's another spin-off coming, which is an um, an anime featuring all these crazy actors and stuff out there. And then we're getting Ark Two, the game featuring Vin Diesel. <laughs> what? Featuring Vin Diesel, and he looks. Utterly ridiculous. I know. It looks like a large baby in cosplay. I don't I know. I don't know, I know. what this is. And like yeah. straight after Fast and the Furious game from this year, which was as you guys may have noticed, we didn't even talk about it or play it because it was just awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it comes straight up. Yeah. Straight up with this. Yeah, yeah. It's like um Horizon Um Zero Vin or um um, you know, that was a play on words of like Horizon Zero Dawn, you know. Vin, oh, yeah, got, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Zero, yeah. Awesome. No, good. Or, or God of Vin. God of Vin was another one. What? Why is Do, he here? Vin of War, Diesel of War. Does, no, no one's think these are. No, no. Okay, cool. No, I, 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 he supposedly was a big fan of the original and played a lot of the original. So I guess the developers are like, well, why don't you come and be our main character in number two, Vin? So he tried to do what, um, what's his face from The Witcher? Henry Cavill. Yeah, you know how he played so much of The Witcher. So he's like, hey, I played a lot. So I love it. Can I please be the main actor in the show? Yeah, but it's and not Vin like, it, like, it's not like we're getting Witcher that. 4 starring Henry Cavill. No, but Henry Cavill's a better implementation anyway. Yeah. This looks... I mean, you know, we haven't played it. Could be, it could be game of the year. Well, we are going to play it because I think it comes out in 2021. And I think it comes to Game Pass on release as well, does it? Oh, nice. All right. Sweet. Yeah, I hope so. Mm. 
So we will be checking that one out when it eventually comes out. Because you never played the original, did you? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It didn't seem like my type of game. It just seemed like Rust and yeah. H1Z1, that yep. kind of thing. Okay, cool. Looks cool. It looks very fun, but just not my sort of a genre. Okay, you'll still give it a go this time, though, because we do a podcast now, so. Yeah, so, so yes, yeah, sir, I guess fucking, yep. <laughs> yep, all right, cool. I can't wait for your ARC 2 review. <laughs> It's going to be good. It's going to be as good as all my WoW reviews. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, some other news away from the Game Awards. Uh, Cash- oh, wait, wait, wait. You can't go too far. Um, Master Chief is in Fortnite. Oh, God. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. There's still a, a few little things, just like which is uh, really weird because they also have Kratos from God of War in Fortnite. And mm-hmm. this isn't like those type of games like... Um, you know, where they have a specific character from each console. You can be Master Chief playing on the PlayStation and you can be Kratos if you play on the Xbox. So it's really weird and only Fortnite could do something like this. Yeah. So um, that was announced at the Game Awards. And also there's a new map for Among Us coming. The airship. Oh yeah, I forgot to say about that. Yeah, the airship's coming yeah. early January, we think. So that's going to be fun. And that looks really great. And that, that's a big favorite of us here on the Game Train podcast with yeah. our Twitch community. And do you know what my favorite thing from the new map? You can choose your start locations. You get three starting locations to choose from each round. What? So it's going to stop a lot of that pairing up BS that we see. Yeah. Maybe I won't have to always go to the right. Maybe, maybe, but it makes That'd my it makes my game hard if I'm playing follow the same person everywhere. That's true. Um, and and uh, there's a bunch of little tiny things here and there, like new season of Fall Guys and new season of Black Ops and whatever. But yeah, um, another it's only little, but it was kind of exciting for me is the uh, one of the cars from Cyberpunk in Forza Horizon Four. Oh, that's really cool. That, yeah, that looks pretty cool. They're doing a, they do a bunch of crossovers in the um, Forza games as well, and they've got cars from Final Fantasy and Halo and all that. So. It's, it was nice to see that, just a little thing. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything that I could think of as well from the Game Awards. You've covered most nice. of it. You can keep going. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, Cash Converters is selling PS5s, but for $1,500. I don't know how this is actually legal at this stage. That's awful, man. Like, at a place of business, like a professional business. It's yep. not even like a, a random scalper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. That's insane. Um, Among Us, we mentioned Among Us before. It is out now on Nintendo Switch. You had some disconnect issues with it. Yeah, I don't know if that's the game itself or my house situation. My PC is wired directly to the internet and my Switch is just um, going off the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So uh, so the ping was almost double when I played and I got kicked out twice. I um, We didn't really extensively test it because I was playing with a bunch of friends who were just like just playing and um, you know, having I fun with it and friends. not. Oh well, I mean, I call them that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're more like have to be there to help me, just to get me through and all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we were playing and we weren't extensively testing or anything, so we didn't change servers or anything like that. It handles well and it feels fun to play, but um, yeah, connection issues were definitely a thing, and I quit after two goes. Yeah. Uh, the other one you love this Donkey Kong Country Three is now on Nintendo Online. Yes. On, on those SNES games you can download. So, um, yeah, I knew you'd be stoked about it. I'm not so stoked because I love two more, but two's already on there, so I can be happy for you. If three had to come hey, first, well, you... I would have been angry, but I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But you're not, so this is a moot point, right? Because you're not, you're not upset because two is definitely already there. So mm-hmm. this is a bonus. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy about this. Three was awesome. 
Yeah. I really enjoyed three. Yeah. And uh, yeah. in a bit of sad news, EA is acquiring racing publisher Codemasters. This is, uh, I don't like this. Also, not just racing publisher, but they made Music 2000 and Music 3000, which are the programs that made me fall in love with music production. Well, there you so go. Hopefully, yeah. they'll make Music 4000. Why didn't Microsoft grab Codemasters? Uh, maybe they weren't for sale till just now. And then EA, I bet you it's because EA's contract with Star Wars must be running out and they want to get something else. I hope that's the reason. You reckon? If they have both, I'm really sad. Yeah. I reckon that might be it. Okay. I reckon they need something big right now. Yeah. Uh, because they've got maybe, I think, just on two years, maybe even less, yeah. on their Star Wars contract left. And yeah. that's their big hitter. I was about to say we didn't have a Star Wars game this year, but we did, which was Squadrons. So I'm yes, expecting Battle. Uh, front three next year from them. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon we'll see a Battlefront we'll three. So um, and then maybe the year after, which I think is their last year, we might see another action game like Fallen Order. Yeah, I think they'll bring back Fallen Order because that's the best response they've gotten. Yeah. Um, and then please like, give, as, please give yeah. the uh, license to Ubisoft after that. All right, guys. Um, that's all the news we have today. So I'm hitting the button right now as I delay slowly because I still don't have the best sound effect done yet. And that was the news, folks. That's right. We still don't have the sound effect, but don't worry. We'll be here next year. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, guys. On to the games we've been playing. So on the uh, games we've been playing, Carl... You checked out this little ripper here, Puyo Puyo oh, Tetris just, 2. Didn't I just? And I was so excited to as well. Mm -hmm. Because I bought Puyo Puyo Tetris uh, when it first came out on the Switch, which was um, like 60 bucks, which is a lot of money to pay for half a game because I just personally hate Puyo Puyo. It's slow and it's frustrating and it's just not a puzzle game I'm a fan of. It's mm -hmm. very popular in Japan and um, one that people really do love, but I just never clicked with it. Yeah, but Tetris, on the other hand, as a lot of you guys know, is one of my like just favorite games, full stop, let alone just puzzle games. So I love Tetris, and this was the only way I could play it. And there was annoying voices and a really weird and annoying single-player game, like a campaign sort of thing where the Tetris pieces and the Puyo Puyo pieces like found each other in the same universe and had to go on adventure with these strange characters. But... The um, you could do one-on-one -on -one couch co-op, and you could play against people online, and it was just ah. so much fun. And there was mini games, like just classic Tetris mini games. If you wanted to ignore the rest, with just um, you know sprints and marathon and high score and all that, and you could do that online or on your own. So I really enjoyed just the Tetris aspect of it because the engine handled really well. It was really colorful and beautiful. So I was stoked to get this one because even though I don't enjoy half of it, the other half was a lot of fun. But it came out right after Tetris Effect Connected, which yeah. is all that, but with the Tetris Effect engine and music. Yeah. And now that's all online as well. So the I used to need both because Tetris Effect was like a one-player meditative experience, and this was like the fun party game with friends. So it's just, one, it's terrible timing because they released it right after that. So it's like, well, I don't know if I need it now mm -hmm. unless I only had a Switch. But then two... After I played it for about 10, 15 minutes, I had to double check I clicked on the right game because it felt like nothing changed. Oh, at all. Wow. The first one. Yeah. It was um it was just like very similar. Some of the backgrounds looked a bit different and the campaign is like a tiny bit different, but the campaign was so weird 
and strange to follow and more tongue-in-cheek silliness leading to the next puzzle anyway that it was very easy to mix those up as well so i could almost swear i was playing the same game so still a very polished very fun puzzle game if you like those too but i just don't see the difference and a reason to buy this one if you already have the first one yeah uh but if not definitely a really fun game a fun family puzzle game and a good one to play in a party situation uh you know buy this if you don't have the first one yeah that's all i think oh cool yeah no problem um yeah so what else you been playing there mate what else what else you been playing there um, I did. I did play a little bit of Haven, which is a lot of fun. Which is a, a, a beautiful sort of um, open world game that you play as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's it's like um, who made it? The Game Bakers were developed and published it. Okay. Um, and it's on PS4, PS5, Xbox, and the Switch, and all kinds of things. And it's just like this beautiful aesthetic. You're in this big. You've crash landed somewhere. Something's happened. You've escaped from something in space and. Uh, you you literally play as a couple. You can switch at any time between the boy and the girl, and you uh, you use like this magic energy called flow that helps you fly. And you go and you can meet all the wildlife and the planets, and you're collecting food. And I I just played it for a little bit, but um, again, just a really beautiful, chill, meditative experience. Beautiful music um, and great visuals. The intro alone hooked me in, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely my kind of game. Um, and what else have I been playing? I played something else recently. I, I've been kind of doing a lot of game hopping on my streams. Yeah. So I, I've played a lot of stuff. I did a, a lot of Worms and a lot of Mario Kart with the um, with my friends on Twitch. Oh, I didn't know um, you had friends. Yeah, no. They're, second they're there. time you used that joke today. Yeah. Second time you used that joke. I'm just saying who they are. I love them. Um, so you love waiting you, on Callan. Wait, waiting on Callan to join me on on. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to Mario Kart Mario stuff Kart. later when we uh, get into the the other segments on the uh, on the podcast here. But um, yeah, I haven't really played anything else other than Cyberpunk, so that's what I'll be mostly talking about when we hit the review, which will be in a minute. Um, but yeah, it's short games have been playing this week, but um, it's about that time of year where you know where we're sort of just focusing on the last game that we're going to play and all that sort of stuff. So, and Cyberpunk's such a biggie as well. So, yeah, just a, a, a short little games have been playing segment there. All right, on to our shout-out for this episode. And our, sh- our shout-out this time goes to a very good friend of ours, guy by the name of Ryan. Uh, he helps out with generosity uh, and all that. He's been part of generosity for a while. Um, he had a 30th birthday stream the other day. went for 24 hours and he raised money for charity on the stream. He managed to raise just over $4,000 for Cure Cancer. So shout out goes to you, Ryan. You did an amazing job, Ryan. Um, I hope you're not too sick from all the bananas you ate. We heard we, we heard you've been having some troubles the last day, but that's okay. Um, guys, if you want to follow Ryan, he's on Twitch um, at NuttiesFC. That's right. So... Um, yeah, it uh yeah, so that was his nut fest for 2020. Um yeah, so um yeah, uh great guy and um yeah, everyone should go give him a follow cuz he did a fantastic job over those 24 hours. Yes. So, yes. Um 
Okay, Carl, you ready for this review, mate? I know you've been waiting. Man, I'm so ready. You've been waiting years to do this review. I can tell. I'm so ready. You ready? You ready? Okay, guys. Guys, we're about to review uh, Cyberpunk. So here we go, guys. We're going to kick it off with the trailer. Here we go. Pressure's tanking. It's neurogenic shock. He's dying. V, you in there? Ah, my head. So what now? Now, you find out what it is you need to do. A thing of beauty, I know. You've never backed down from anything in your life. Even when you maybe should have. You go through Night City knowing a stray bullet could end you while hailing a cab. But that's never stopped you from taking action. Okay, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, developed by CD Projekt Red and published by Na uh, Bandai Namco, is an open-world RPG first-person game based off the Cyberpunk tabletop game made back in the 80s, was it? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think it was yeah. late 80s. Um, so as everyone knows, this game's been in development for many years, about seven years' development. Um, some of the development even started before, I think, they released Witcher 3. Um, it's, been, it's been one of those ones that's been in there for a long time. Uh, we've, been, we've had the hype, we've had the build-up. The game is finally here. Um, it came out the other week, and yeah, we finally, finally got our chance to play it. Carl and I never got to play any preview builds or anything like that. Um, we just watched trailers and all that, of course, as with the majority of people. And the game finally did come out, Carl. Yes, uh, it mostly finally did come out. Yes, um, which was which is unfortunate. I think I reckon. Um, I've been thinking about this actual review, and I, I think because th there was a lot of issues that happened with it, which we do have to talk about. I want to get into those now because I don't want to end well, it on that. Um, uh, oh, okay. You, you want to start off with the bugs and, and, and things? And, yeah, definitely. And, uh, because okay. I want to talk about um, the actual game. Well, so. let's, let's talk about our review experience first. We actually played it on all three consoles. Uh, yes. Well, I, I played on two and you played it on three, yeah? Yeah, but neither of us got a chance to play it on the ones that's making the news. That's right. So you played it on the Xbox Series X, the PlayStation yep. 5, and the PC. Yep. And I've played it on the yep. PlayStation 5 and the PC. Yeah, but I played it on a lower spec PC. That's right. I've, I've played it on a PC that could run the game at high at a constant 60 frames per second. So I was pretty yes. pretty happy with, with what I've been playing in terms of that. But please, yeah, if you want to start with um, the issues that has happened with this game to kick this off, please do. Yeah, I just, I just thought we'd mention because... I've been hearing a lot of a lot of really you know interesting talks and reading articles and and um, I just think it's really sad that they talk about their experience and how like a, the great game and then and then they ended on all this which just is always a sour taste. It is a sour situation though. So sadly, uh, so we played it on on the um, Xbox Series X and PS5 and I've had just like very similar to say Fallout and Bethesda issues. So it's been completely playable. Mm -hmm. Some funny bugs. Mm -hmm. just that are in like a lot of these open world games and i've just had a ball which okay. we'll get into later yeah but running wise um 
all over the internet, we've just been seeing the unfortunate situation that on base PS5 and base Xbox uh, One, not PS4, uh, PS4 yeah, uh, and not not PS4 Pro and not Xbox One X. So yeah. those ones seem to run pretty well as well. Not as well as the new ones, obviously, but yeah. Um, unfortunately, in the base consoles, PS4 and Xbox One, they run so bad that they're almost unplayable. So much so that, uh, as we mentioned in the news, you know, PlayStation are actually taking games off the shelves. Well, not off the shelves, off their digital shelves. Yeah. Um, and these games are just completely unplayable. They are loading up character models as you speak to those characters, which takes like 20 seconds, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's incredible pop-in. It drops to about 15 frames a second in like not even the busy areas in the streets. Yeah. Uh, it's just unfortunate. And the the downside of it is that these are the majority of people playing it. Yeah. Um, because there's what 150 million of these consoles out. Yeah. Of PS4 and Xbox One altogether. Like, it's not even just like slightly the majority. Well, in the console world. So I'm yeah. I'm very sure that there was a statistic that there is over half of the pre-orders were PC. So okay. most are lucky enough to be playing it on PC, which is the best way to experience this game. But Console-wise, most people playing it on console are having an almost unplayable mm -hmm. experience, which uh, really sucks for them because there is a game in there that's actually really enjoyable and a really good game full of awesome systems and whatnot. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that's been really unfortunate for the release of Cyberpunk. And the sad part is it's not just that it's running badly on these consoles. It's that it's been pushed for the last eight years to be a ps4 and xbox one game yeah it was it never made to be um you know a new generation game for ps5 and xbox series x it was always pushed as the last gen yeah which was what was so exciting about it, it was going to be the big swan song the gta 5 of this generation if you will and yeah that's true it as such. but yeah yeah um, look it, it's yeah. been it's been it's been rather disappointing on what what has happened and like because i hadn't heard of the issues because we started on the night so um, console review keys weren't sent out early. We got those on the night of, of release. Yes. Um, they wouldn't give it to any of us early. No. Um, and when I was playing the PS5 version, I felt, mm, there's something not really right about this though. I just, I, I was playing the game. I'm like, everything just looks dulled down. There's no, um, depth like uh masses of people like you saw in like other gameplay and all that sort of stuff um and all these sorts of things um and i was like this is really weird this just does not feel right and and in playing it then i went hmm okay if, if i've got this issue on the playstation 5 like wasn't that bad but it was texture pop-ins still on there and things like that like the footpaths for instance i noticed all the texture texture pop-ins happening there but um, when, i was thinking to myself jeez this is happening on PS5, which is playing a backwards compatible version at this stage because the next gen yes. versions aren't out yet. So it's playing a yep. backwards compatible version of PS4 version. I'm like, oh, if the power of PS5 is having these little issues, what would this be like on a base PS4? And then a couple of days later, of course, we did find out. But I did then switch over to the PC version. Um, Bandai yep. sent, sent me a PC code, which I was stoked about. And um, yep. I've been playing it on there almost. since then. So I, I've put almost 70 hours into the game so far, actually. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've been playing it quite as pretty much as much as I can around everything else of this time of year. You know, when it's like around Christmas time, you suddenly get 
busy with everything and stuff. So I've managed to still get 70 hours in since release, um, well which, I, which I felt was enough now to actually talk about the game. You know? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, like, I, I haven't finished the game, but I think I can still talk about this game. I think I've put enough time into the game, into the world to sort of be able to talk about it now. So, yes. Um, Right, so yes, as, as we said, it's an open-world RPG. Um, you're, you, you're in a city called Night City, uh, and you play as the character V. So this is your character. The game is in first person, unlike The Witcher, which is in third person. Um, so you all play yeah. as the character V. You can't change your name, but you can pretty much change everything else. So so your gender, um, all your looks. Let's, let's go through the character creation for starters. So the character creation was quite in-depth, quite a very yes. in-depth uh, character creator. Um, lots of different things you can change all over your body, um, including sizes of genitals if you actually feel like doing that. Now, I don't know why this feature's in the game, but it is. Um... Well, the reason it is is for the exact thing that just happened five seconds ago is to be mentioned and to stand out and to be noticed. I think that is the only reason. Yeah, yeah. Because for, for just... we're talking about it. I, I was I was doing it on stream the first night and everyone was just fascinated by that part of the character creator, I must say. Um, As we are, yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought the character creator was quite good. Like, you know, you could change lots of things, even down to your nails. And I know you loved the nails part of it when you were designing oh, your character. I love the nails. You know, um, I got my I, own I thought nails. that was good because you see your hand, obviously, quite often as a first-person game. You're holding guns and obviously what nails you've got um, is on your gun. Now, everything else, though, when I did the character creator, it's first-person game. You hardly actually see your character in the game unless you choose to look in a mirror or whatever. I beg to differ. Uh, I know photo mode. I'm saying just playing the game, not playing Kyle's photo mode. So you can. Well, talk I am just playing the game, but it's more than 50% I spend looking at my character. I have to be honest. And I'm very happy with the creation and the outfits. Just, yeah, okay. just as a thing. Some of us do that yeah it's, it is weird okay it is a very different all right here's, thing, here's the other thing though and it, and this was actually a major disappointment for me here like so they've got this amazing character creator it's great you know and all this um and something i really liked in um the witcher was how your beard would grow over time and things like this like organic things that would happen to your character which is great but then yep. you could go to a barber shop trim your beard change your hairstyle there is no barber shop in this game no why is there no barber shop no tattoo shop. Both of those things I feel should be in there in the world. Like we'll get to the other yep. things you can change later on, but um, in terms of appearance, it's wh why is that excluded from this game? Like, I love those well, features normally. Just in case you make the, um, a character and you're like, yeah, I'm not really sure about the hair in the end, you know, or it's like, oh, I kind of feel like wearing my hair in an afro for for this bit of the game, yep. or I want to change my, I want to change some tattoos. Our good friend Genghis Tuan had that uh, exact situation happen to him. He played for a good, like, played through the first mission and played for a while and was like, I'm just not feeling this hair. So he had to erase his whole character and start the whole game again. And now, to your point, the fact that there's no barber or tattoo um, parlor or anything like that is weird enough in a game like GTA or even in a game like, you know, Valhalla, if it was something like that. But... This is cyberpunk. The whole point of the game is body manipulation. So yeah. I'm so surprised you can't even change your whole face but, if but, you wanted but to. But in Valhalla, you, you had hair options. Oh, no, no, no. Options. It's in those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah no, no. Yeah. My point was yeah. those style of games would be weird. If this, My point was if this was a kind of game that was in, set in the modern city or even in olden times, it'd be weird that it didn't have a barber. 
but the fact that it's in the game that is yeah. all about body manipulation. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised that you couldn't even change your genitals mid-game. I thought oh. they'd make you do everything. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought it was a really strange omission from the game. Honestly, like uh, for a game with that much customization, not to be able to change it once you've started was really, really weird. Now, it, I guess it's something they could eventually add into the game. But playing the base game, this is what we're talking about, the base game for review today, there is no barbershop, a tattoo parlor, um, et cetera, in the game, which is just absolutely bizarre. But okay, let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the actual city now. We've talked about the character creator. Let's talk about the city. Okay. I love this city. I think Yes. Personally, I, I think love this city. <laughs> I think this is one of the best designed cities in video game history. Yes, easy. Hundred percent, absolutely easy. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's a night city. It's in the year twenty seventy seven, so it's futuristic, etc. But um, just the, the the actual design of the city, the layout, all the different regions in in the city. So I think there's six or seven different regions, all feel distinct from one another. It feels like there's no copy pasted like building slash assets everywhere in the city, even though there would be. But it doesn't feel like there is. The layout, the design of the roads. Etc. It all feels like a proper flowing city, and I think this is one of the greatest things for this game. Is that it's such an amazing city that it, that most of the game centers around. So there's the night city, and then there's the badlands around it. A bit of the game takes part in the badlands, but not much. It's majority yes. in the city. But what they have done in crafting this city is is freaking amazing stuff. I absolutely adored this city in terms of like yeah. a gaming area. It's so real. It's so beautiful. Like they have all these billboards and ads because they have all like existing brands and things for food and for like TV shows and oh, just all kind of things like clothing brands and whatnot that exist within the world. And mm -hmm. those are like they continue on. And, and there's all the different sort of um, news channels that you can watch if you're stuck in an elevator or that are broadcasting over different things and, and giving you like a background of what has happened in the city and what that specific places like but also like just the way they set out the actual the actual layout of the city is like a, a real city in itself yep. not just a game city it feels no. like you're going to a country yeah like you're visiting somewhere and being yeah. like okay mm -hmm. i get it i'm gonna learn how the city works and the infrastructure feels real yes and it feels like you're in a real place even though it's so fantastical like it's this futuristic yeah. place, yet it's still one of the most real lived in looking places and like simple things like restaurants have a back room and have a money room yeah. and you know like apartments have different areas that you can go into that are set up not just like cut paste this is 20 rooms up here and 20 rooms down there that's the end no they have a place that you actually need to go and check in and there's the proper toilets and yeah. like it's it's just so clever and there's there's like back alleys that lead into the same place and uh like ways you can get in from upstairs and and go in through the vents that are in every building mm -hmm. it's everything yeah. is so lovingly created yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely one of the best yeah cities game worlds I, I, I have played in what hurts though i think is that they wanted to make this place feel alive but it doesn't feel alive at the same time it actually feels like it's a beautiful world to explore but it feels stagnant at the same time mm. if this makes sense yeah, i see um yeah yeah Compared to, to games like GTA, Red Dead, etc., that felt like a live world. This feels like a very stagnant world. I, it's really hard to f figure out why. Maybe it's because of the of how 
like few people there are in the world. Like you can change the settings on PC, but I know on console it's automatically set to low. So if you're playing on console, you've got low density population the whole time, which sucks a lot, yep. lot of the life out of it straight away. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it was it was a really weird feeling. As I said, it's the best design city I've played, but also one of the most stagnant cities in terms of atmosphere at the same time. Yeah, I'll stand in like, you know, a cross section of a main road at like 8 p.m. at night and just stand there and not see a single car for a whole minute yep. in the mm-hmm. middle of the city and be like, they should be back to back. There should be cars everywhere and flying yeah. above me and yeah. so that kind of thing. And it's like not even, I mean, I've always said that comparing games to, um, you know, GTA and uh, Red Dead is is unfair because Rockstar have magic powers and they've come back from the future with with magic development <laughs> powers and no one can touch them. But having said that, even Skyrim and Fallout, oh, well, those I, I, systems, I, I like, felt The Witcher Three had more livelier cities in terms of yeah, of, this of, is of that, true. You know, yeah, um, even and that's the same developer. So yeah, so it's not just like just Rockstar that can do it. Other people have done it, and this it seems weird. Like not every game needs to have a lived in population but a game like this that is so much about like oh the city is a character yeah i feel like it really needed that and it probably does have it a lot more on a high-end pc yeah but it needed to set it so that it worked on every console even then i'm running it on pretty high settings on my computer and it still doesn't feel like that um had the same feelings going from the console onto the pc um so yeah um that was um yeah so that's a bit about the city though and, and it's a large city. It's probably not the biggest gaming world we've had, but just the way that it is designed is very cleverly designed, so it feels bigger than it actually is. Um, and yep. there's a lot of... And they said this in development, there's a lot of verticality to this, which is so, so true. The amount of buildings yep. you can go into and different ones you go into missions and different nightclubs and bars and 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 all this sort of stuff around the city, um, different hideouts and things like that. It, it adds a lot of depth to the city, which is which is fantastic sort of stuff um so we should talk about the character a bit as well so uh we talked about the character customization there's also three different story paths that you can choose like the backgrounds of your character there is nomad street kid and corpo so i played as nomad when i played a bit of the pc version where you start out in the badlands you're what they call a nomad someone that just sort of lives out on the road moves from place to place never been a night city sort of before uh, and then also on PC version, I played as Corpo. So you, you're starting out as a corporate executive, you know, working in the city itself. And then the story goes on from there. And you also tried Street Kid? Yes. Yeah, I tried Street Kid a little bit. That was that one seems like a really cool idea if you're doing a, a new game plus or trying to do a reroll. Okay. I think that, that really fits well because you mm. start off as someone who knows and understands the city completely. So it feels a bit weird jumping into that as a first timer because yep. there's a real disconnect with your character. Oh, I'm about, so I'm about to talk about that in familiar. a second. The, the, big, yeah. the big disconnect that got me. Um, so yeah. the Nomad character, okay. you're supposed to be this character that doesn't know the city, right? You're from the yep. outside. And, and so everyone starts in a different area and you've got different story missions, but the main story is still the same. You get different dialogue options, but most of the main story is the same the whole way through. Um, Now, when you play as the Nomad and it gets to the end of the starting area and it's like, wow, we're going to Night City for the first time and you're in the car, you're driving, then it fucking cuts. And then you get a montage of you you and your mate Jackie hanging out in Night City doing all this shit and then it goes six months later. 
I was so disconnected at that point. I, I was not happy. I was like, hang on. Yeah. I'm playing Nomad to experience Night City for the first time with my character. He's just had six months running around out there. And they showed it to me in 25 seconds. Yeah, and I, I, like that part was disappointing. I, I'm, I'm no I, mad as well. I felt like that was such a great area where they could have done a bunch of intro missions. You're learning about all the different gangs, the different cultures, all this stuff to teach you about. Nah, nah, we're going to show you a 25-second montage. Boom. Okay, six months later, and everyone gets the same montage. That, for me, was so game-breaking in terms of of character development and learning things and that, it really got to me. It still pits me off, actually, at the moment. I feel the game could have been so much longer. It would have been so much more in-depth with all this extra stuff happening. I think it would have been really interesting. Yeah, seeing, like, how this game got launched feels like they had more than enough on their plate trying to make the same game work on, like, seven different consoles. So I think the only downside to that is that they, to, to have done that, they would have made they would have had to have made a huge long intro for each of the three different I I yeah, I, I, I do ones, I, you know, instead yeah. of just Nomad. I, I do which, I, yeah. I do get that, but it was just such a jarring experience, man. It was, it was probably jarring. the it is... most jarring experience. And you feel like um your bond with Jackie, like when you're doing all these things with Jackie who's like a side character in the game, um I, I felt like why should I care about this character at this stage? Like they showed me a a um a twenty five second montage. Like, uh, where's all the extra missions with Jack? Where's all the, you know, all the stuff that they could have built yeah. up that relationship so much more. And that was a really harsh disappointment for me. It was a really snap me out of the moment thing. Cause I was streaming at the time. I said to chat, I said, guys, what the fuck was that? Yeah. I said, are you serious? They just dumped me in night sitting now. I'm <laughs> six months later, boy. <laughs> okay. Then radio. Yep. Yeah. So it, it was um, a little bit weird. Yeah. It, it, that. That, that was probably the strangest story beat moment in the game now i think the story actually is quite good for this while like people are up in arms about the graph like graphics and glitches and all this sort of stuff the actual story i think is quite well written um which i expected from city project red um yeah um you know because uh, witcher had a great written story in that like and i think the narrative in the game is quite good um it's well written side quests, like the story, what I call story side quests. I think they have some yeah, okay. of the most interesting stories in the world. Yes. Yep. How's your, how's your thoughts That's... been on story and story side quests at the moment? Man, they have been really great. Like, um, you know, not to give too many spoilers, but when you start off the game, it, it feels like a big new open world and a big new adventure in the future. But then as soon as you sort of kick into act two, the story just kind of takes that little step up where it's just a bit different and it's not just the story it kind of follows you everywhere and everything you do is a, a bit more different than you're used to and all the side quests seem to be affected by it as well um, and how you interact with that situation of the of the main story and it's just it it sucked me straight in and i was like just kind of a lot more driven than i have been in a long time in open worlds to kind of just follow through with the story and know what's going on like i was a lot more curious and a lot more invested yep. mm -hmm. um and i did love that and I, so that starting i completely agree with you it was very jarring yeah but then once you sort of hit act two it pulls you back in and you're like all right now i'm part of this because you get that like trying to figure it out at the same time as your as your game character mm -hmm. that part of the story the main part of the story so don't be too disappointed to anyone who hasn't played it yet about the Jackie situation, because 
the main part of the story, you are both kind of just as confused and learning about it all at the same time. Um, so that's that's been really interesting. And it, yeah. a lot of the side quests like weave into the main quest really well as well, I, I found, like yeah. quite cleverly. Yeah. They're not as separated. Like you, you get your average sort of like, there's a gang there, go kill them. Or there's a thing well, there, go kill them. I was going to talk about those in a second. But yeah. Oh, when you're ready. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I was talking about the story side quests. So apart from the story right. side quests, and I mean, these are multi-part chain quests, kind of like for those that play Witcher 3, the um the Bloody Baron quest line, which is a multi-part story quest, side quest, you know, and all that, which was, that's still one of the best quests ever made, I think. Yeah. Um, but, um, so there are other side quests and those are pretty much like Carl said, you run and kill some guys, you run away again. And there's a lot of those in the game. And I found those got quite boring and repetitive very quickly. Um, I've actually gone and done all of them on the map because I'm a bit crazy like that. But, um, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of filler content in that way rather than these big branching, uh, multi-part story quests, which, which is the better part of the game. I felt anyway. Yeah. It is uh, that map when you look at it with all your quests to do is extremely overwhelming at times yeah. when you just press pause. But when you break it down and you realize half the dots are cars to buy, the other half are run in and just shoot a bunch of people and run away again, um, it, yeah. it, it, it breaks it down pretty quick. Because I was looking at I it. I wish there was a filter for that. I wish there was a filter too, or they didn't make every icon look the bloody same. Yeah, make a car icon. How hard is it? Yeah, make a car icon with a green dollar sign over it. Soul. There's already a car icon when you call your horse, sorry, car. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. But just put a green dollar sign over it at the end. Like, that solves, like, the map clutter straight away because you go, oh, cool, so 20 of those icons are cars. Sweet, I don't need to worry about that at the moment. And they already did that with the blue bat and the blue thing. So you're like, oh, those are just blue missions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk a bit about the combat. So we talked about running and killing a bunch of guys. So it's first person game. Uh, there are melee weapons, but there are also guns, etc. There's a bunch of different types of guns, you yes. know, pistols, shotguns, uh, SMGs, um, snipers, etc. And then in terms of, uh, melee weapons, you got stuff like bats and things and, and katanas, etc. like that. Uh, you can yep. build your character along the way as you go, where you've got different skill trees, where you can put points into different um, abilities and make certain things stronger. I think what there's five trees with three skill trees in each tree. Yes. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's five overarching skill points, and then inside those skill points are three ability trees. And you get... Um, well, some of them have two, and some have three. Oh, yes, 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 you are correct there. Yep, sorry about that. Yeah, so those go up. You get points every time you level and you can put it into, you know, your overall stats and then into your other ones as well. Um, Yeah, so you you then try and build your character around that. You can also put points into hacking, etc., things like this, upgrading, like, and then upgrading other things like how much damage you can take, etc., etc. So there's a lot of customization in terms of how you'd like to sort of play the game out as well. And of course, stealth points and all that. But I felt stealth was actually a really weak point in this game. Uh, but that comes down to something else, which I'll get onto a bit later. Yes, yeah, stealth in the traditional sense is really weak. But um, in in the uh, like, in some ways, like if you're doing it via hacking 
and sneaking away that way, stealth is actually really fun and viable. And you can get through things without being seen and really manipulating the situation by jumping from like camera to camera and opening and closing doors and setting off different machines and, um, you know, like freaking out the bad guys and moving mm -hmm. them from one room to another while you walk through. But the, um, the traditional stealth sort of mechanic of hiding behind something and, and you know, like taking cover that part's really wonky. Yeah, it's, and doesn't it's quite work. So wonky, it's so strange. Yep. Um, let's talk but about the yeah, stealth is definitely viable. The, uh, the if, other if you thing do it that way. in terms of the stealth, and I think the AI in this game is horrible. Yes, uh, well, they did update that on um, just two days ago. Oh, okay. As of recording this, yeah. Specifically, the AI and the reaction to stealth in um, version one point zero five. Oh, okay, right. For PC and console, so maybe jump in and, and check it out again. Okay, and well, see how I'll, that plays. I'll, I'll talk about my experience because I haven't played it in the last two days because I've been doing Christmas stuff. But um, up until that, it's been very strange experience. I've had enemies just stand there, not notice me. Other ones just somehow noticed me for no reason. Um, there's been instances where I've shot a gun in the city and then instantly all the crowd, instantly at the same time, all duck at exactly the same time. And it's just really jarring. It's really weird. Well, wouldn't you? I know, but it, it's the same animation. It was like a dance. It's like everyone's doing the Macarena or something at the same time. And then they all Dude, just then they all just stay crouched. The then they all stay crouched down. And they don't get up again. It's just the most bizarre stuff I've seen. Yeah, oh, I begged. Uh, I think it would be exactly the same if we heard a gunshot in the city. <laughs> Everyone would get down at the same time and stay down. Yeah, but this is but, a, this is a game thing, mate. Come on. That's true. Okay, let's let, let's talk I about some of the other abilities that you can put into characters. So there's Ripper Docket doctors he can go see and they, these are really cool so these are guys like little surgeons that add cyber enhancements to people so this is you know cyberpunk yep. world where they everyone pretty much has cyber enhancements whether it's eyes or arms or legs or even like chests etc etc uh it's pretty crazy um all the different enhancements so you can go in there and you can get like different put things in your eyes so you can see enemies better or or et cetera, et cetera. So there's some really cool ones though, like uh, the double jump, which is in the legs. You can buy double jump legs, which is amazing, or a, yes. char or a charge jump for legs, which is really cool yep. as well. For well your, uh, which huh? is almost, it's not just cool, it's almost a game changer, which is really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, your, for your arms, you can put uh, the, these gorilla fists on, it's called, but you punch really hard, or you can put blades on your arms, the mantis blades. There's all these little different perks and things like that that you come comes yep. along with, which is really, really cool. I liked all that sort of stuff going in there and, and adding extra enhancements to my guy, because I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, that was... And that, that brings in that real RPG element in that it's not just an, another thing. Like, each way you go really dramatically changes the game having yeah. double jump or having the blades means like something as simple as having those mantis blades means you can use your blade build that i've been building for my katanas yep but instead you can now have three weapons that, you have a shotgun yes. machine gun and a yep. pistol yeah that's this what I, a huge game th that's changer. what i was doing for quite a while until until yeah. i discovered um and it's three different types of weapons which i'm about to go through which is power smart and tech weapons when once i discovered yes. smart weapons which is auto aim pretty much or auto bullets for your weapons that you just aim over the enemy somewhere and then the bullets go hit them um i tried this out with, yeah. with a smart sniper rifle 
Oh and, no, and I'll I'll just, sniper. And I was just one-hitting enemies auto with this smart sniper rifle. <laughs> and it was so good. It was so good. It was so OP. But the um the power weapons have ricocheting bullets, so you can ricochet bullets off the wall around the corners and things like that, which is kind of cool. And tech weapons are weapons that can power up and do extra damage. Yep. So they all have their, their, their sort of little bonuses and things, but I think smart smart sniper, sniper rifles are just the most ridiculous things. Yeah. And just like in, in a really cool... You know, we, we forgot to really mention that this isn't an open-world first-person shooter. This is definitely an open-world RPG. Oh, yeah. It happens to be in first-person. Yeah, you know? so, 100%. Like, what else? So those smart guns, it's not like in, in, like say, something like Call of Duty where you just get a smart gun and it does it. In this, you have to build your character specifically to be able to use smart guns. You can't just pick it up and have it. You have to have, like, an implant that lets you use it or an upgrade in a certain piece of armor that lets you use the smart ability in that gun yes. or it is just the pistol or just the sniper which i thought is really cool it's not just like oh you should get this gun it's really cool and you'll have smart stuff it's like no you got to build specifically for it or you're a brute that just like punches things and has a shotgun or you're weak with all weapons because you master like tech stuff and you can remote control and sneak around everywhere or... yeah so that was really cool that they I'm stoked that they stuck to their guns and, uh, you know, no pun intended, and made an RPG instead of just an open world first person shooter with a bunch of different fun guns and armor. Yeah. And um, I've been able to see that a lot more. Like, like we were saying about the double jump, y the amount of access you get oh, to yeah. new and secret areas yeah. is just mind boggling. And they like, have a change huh. between double jump and charge jump. Double jump is more horizontal depth if you want, while charge jump is more vertical. I went, I went with double jump, and it's great fun. It's great fun. But talking about getting around, and that's a great way to get around, the other ways of getting around are by vehicles. So in this, this game, there are cars and motorbikes. And I found motorbikes are just so much more beneficial for cars. For just the amount of access you get on them, the better handling you have. Some of the car handling is absolutely atrocious. It's yeah. <laughs> it's not good like car bikes. handling. Like, it's not good yeah. car handling at all. Uh, I found motorbikes to seem to be the best handling. There's a specific one which I won't talk about because of spoilers, which I use all the time, and it's a great motorcycle to use, and I've been using it majority of the game. I really enjoy using this particular bike. Um, and there was also fast travel in this game, and these are pretty much just little points you just got to walk up to, and I'll just puts you from A to B, and you've got to discover these on the map by just walking past them, pretty much. Well, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. You don't, unfortunately. Oh, what? I wish you did. Oh. Yeah, you walk up to any blue little fast travel point, and you can go to any of the other ones oh, in the whole city. Uh, no, because there's still some that you've got to discover, because there's some that I found after the fact. Probably, but I know because I've only played um, a very small amount of maybe act two mm -hmm. and i went to the first one at the top there and the whole city was available like just like a wow. christmas tree yeah that's a bit disappointing like, isn't it yeah make us i want to find those like you said yeah so make if, us if you unlock maybe like a few of them that's i don't know if that's good enough like yeah. i want to find all of them because I, I i didn't use fast travel for ages until i've been across pretty much the whole city and then um, then I've now started using them, and as as I'm getting more into further into the game, I'm finding more scattered around the map that wasn't, you know, that I didn't obviously have earlier in the game. But yeah, wow, I didn't know they all appeared straight away because I, I was just playing the game for ages, and I went, all right, let's have a look where the fast travel system is in this, and um, I started yeah. using it. So hmm, 
Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a bummer. You should always have to discover fast travel points. Come on. Okay, at the, um, at the very least. Imagine the highest mountain in Skyrim, right? Whatever it was. You know that big mountain you got to climb up near the start With of the Mario game. With Mario at the top. Sorry. With Mario at the top. Yeah, Sorry, sure. Parthenax. Um, but you know, it's like if they put a fast travel point up there that you could auto teleport to, it'd take the whole thing out straight away. Yeah, as, well, especially with a city this beautiful, like, and this is the best part of your game, you know, make us explore it. Mm-hmm. At, you know, fully explore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I guess we should start wrapping the review up, though. So would you like to give us your final thoughts here, Carl? Because we've talked about this for a little while now. Yeah, um, for, firstly, before I do that, I would love to give this another score in a few months. Yeah, that's you know, fine. Um, I think that'd be uh, one for like full progression, but two, to give them a chance to sit back and say, this is the game that we wanted you to play. Yes. Hopefully if they yep. clean up all the, I, I would love to jump in then. So, yep. but um, having said that though, my experience has been completely positive. Like I mm-hmm. just, I absolutely love my time with it. All the RPG elements have been like a joy to discover and to break down and it, it has felt like playing a classic RPG, which is exactly what I wanted in an exciting world. Mm. The characters have been really interesting. Um, I've loved how everything feels, like all the guns, and um, it's it's very unique. And it's you know it's it's not the game changing future of gaming that we were hyped up to expect. No, but it's but it's an extremely beautiful RPG, great story, amazing world for me so far. Until I like get deeper in it and play like a more exciting version of this probably that's more cleaned up um i have to say i'm already having an i'd say an 8.5 out of 10 experience okay sure um yeah look as i said i think it's the best design city i've seen in a video game in terms of the design i think the story is good the combat's fun um the side quests get a bit eh, after a while which there is a lot of um there, I've encountered, I'm playing on PC now, I've encountered a lot of glitches, a lot of crashes, I've had a lot of crashes, uh, a lot of glitches, uh, I've had two quests full bug on me, like, I can't complete them Ooh. at all. So what do you mean by full bug? Like, full bug, like, it's like, go get the item from the box just done. to complete the quest, and I, and I go to the box, and I can't get anything out of the box. Wow. Yeah, which is, um... Yeah, that super sucks. Yeah, which is a, a, a bit crappy, um... It looks good on PC. I play it on console, which doesn't look overly good compared to PC. Um, the experience, mm. the true experience, is definitely on PC at the moment for this game. Uh, it'll be interesting yes, to definitely. see the next gen upgrades for Series X and PS5. Because so I'll go back then, and I reckon that's when we give it the second score when those come out, so we can have a nice look at those. Yeah, yeah, the next gen version. Yeah. I think yep, that would be, be a good idea to have a look on when that eventually comes out in 21 sometime. So that could be six yeah. months from now, but I think we'll go back and have a peek at it. And we'll talk, probably won't do a review episode, but we'll talk about it in games we've been playing for sure and, and, yep. go, and go into depth what we found with the upgrades and, and, and what it's been all like on that. But in, in all saying that, look, I think, I think this game's a, a solid eight at the end of the day. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, and there's some things that have let me down, but I have, in, I, have extra, um, I have enjoyed the experience. I wouldn't say it's a bad game. There's just been some issues, well, a lot of issues, but... Um, yeah, look, hopefully they do sort them out and we, we get a better, sharper, polished product down down the track. All right. Yes. 
Okay, and nice. that was our review for Cyberpunk 2077. Would you rather live in peace as Mr. Nobody or go down for all times in a blaze of glory? Uh, we are back. All right, guys, we're going to move on to those questions. Now I can see there's already some in chat right there. Before we get to your questions and everyone else, finger some questions, drop in the chat, and we'll answer them in a second. Remember, guys, all Game Train stuff you can find at twitch.tv slash Game Train Twitch, uh, facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast, on Twitter at Game Train Talk. Uh, and Carl, where can people find you? You can find me uh, on Twitch at the underscore lyrical as it says back there, mm-hmm. uh, or on Instagram at just the lyrical, um, or you can find everything else like my Spotify stuff, YouTube and all that kind of thing, music and whatnot on uh, thelyrical.com. All right. Okay. Awesome. All right. We've got some, uh, got some questions here. Um, what do we got? We've got two question, which game is better cyberpunk or watchdogs? I'd probably say cyberpunk still since spaces better than watchdogs. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, 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 I'd say so. Well, yeah. I haven't finished either, so I can't say completely. But um, yeah, the cyberpunk world has uh, has sucked me right into there a lot more than the um, Watchdogs world. Although the Watchdogs systems were really fun to play with, it, that yeah. one's more of a sandbox to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian says, "What, in your opinion, on the drama surrounding C- CD Projekt Red at the moment?" Some of it revolves around indie game devotion. So how devoted some people are to the developers. Someone even um, discussed online about setting up a GoFundMe for CD Projekt Red to help them out in this troubled time. Oh, wow. I don't know enough about that. I have barely had time to just play Cyberpunk. So I haven't actually been in the news to make it. I, I, I think... Why it's getting so much slack more than any other game is because of how hot the game had been for, and for how long. Yeah. We we have seen games been- launch in buggy, shitty states before. Fallout 76, okay, of course, that got the huge backlash as well. Um, games like Anthem, again, backlash. But it's also... No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Um, but it's also launched on its own at the end of the year as well. Which... It's almost hurt in a way because it's at the end of the gaming news cycle for the year. Nothing else to talk about. It's going to be just making the rounds for the next couple of weeks. And also the extreme measures of Sony in that um, taking off the store, you know, mm. this is sort of kept it in the headlines too. Um, and I think it'll be in headlines for a little bit to come until next year at least because no one's got anything else to talk about at the moment. And it's the biggest game to release now and it's had that hype for years. It's been one of those crazy things, you know. Yeah, that's like you said, being at the end of the year and um, mixed around the uh, the news cycle and having nothing else to talk about is going to really hurt it a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's right, that's right. Oh, I know what we didn't talk about. It was my last note with Cyberpunk. There's no great mini games like Gwent. Yeah. You've got bloody and- Cyberpunk. You could have cool dark games or cool chess games or all these Dude, crazy there's cool- arcades everywhere that yeah. you can't play. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I think that was the, that was my other disappointment. I wish I had to put that in the review now. But anyway, um, I'll, I was just distraught. There was no Gwent equivalent. Give me a crazy futuristic darts game at least. Give me a collectible card game at least, or or, or a card swapping mini game. I don't know anything, anything. Oh, or like hologram chess, you know, like Star Wars. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's so much cool shit they could do. Um, so much. That is a very weird thing to take out of it. Grant was amazing. Exactly. We know that, they're good at making that's mini games. Can we talk about the fact that Doom Eternal didn't get any awards at the Game Awards? True. Yeah, that's a good call. That game is fantastic. Uh, Lucy, Lucy Meg asks, my question is, what's the best game to play at 2 a.m.? Um, not Mario Kart. Mario Kart. It's Mario Kart. <laughs> It's absolutely... Oh, I didn't even realize she said, and why is it Mario? I know. <laughs> oh. I left that part Well, <laughs> see, I just... I knew. I already knew. It was yeah. inside my soul. I'm like, <laughs> I'm Mario Kart. Yep. I'm playing it right now on this screen here. That's why I've been looking at Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, so... um, But yeah, no, Doom Eternal probably should have won something at Game Awards. Best music. Well, actually, I thought Final... Personally, I like Final Fantasy's music better, but I actually thought it was a strong chance to win Best Music. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, in that theme. In that here we go. Game. Go Kamikaze. Has Cyberpunk increased or decreased your interest in Cyberpunk as a genre? Have you played any Cyberpunk themed games that you'd recommend instead? I'd say it's increased uh, my interest in the genre. I'm going to watch a bunch of movies after I'm finished. I think I'm going to go back and watch Fifth Element again. Um,. Uh, Blade Runner. I'm gonna go watch those. I've never actually seen them. Oh yeah. Um, oh, they're great. You yeah. Watched it before you jumped in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go watch all that once I finish the game off and stuff, and I've got a bit of spare time. So I'm actually gonna sit down. So it's increased my interest in the genre. I think now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm. For me, I I had a a strange situation with cross genres. I was playing Ghost Runner just before Cyberpunk, and it made me change the way I play Cyberpunk because now I made sure first to put up my blade um, stats and yep. my double jump so that I could feel a lot more like the character I was playing as in Ghost Runner, which is another cyberpunk sort of running parkour type game, which mm. is really fun. And also um, Katana Zero, that's cyberpunky. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And very similar again, similar aesthetic with that, like bright pinks and bright, you know, cyans and neon lights and like mm. kind of dirty, grungy world. So that's really cool. Um, I've loved, I've always loved that aesthetic in gaming and cyberpunk for me, the game hasn't increased my interest in it, but has excited me in the fact that there is more out there that I can have an excuse to jump into. I've, I've always really loved that kind mm. of genre. And, Definitely. Uh, last question from Flying Bart. Will you be streaming again before you go back to Queensland? No, this is the final stream before I go back. Flying this is Bart. it. So, uh, this is the last stream of yeah, the year. Yeah, I've got to leave at 4.30 in the morning, so I've got to pack and publish some podcasts tonight too. So, oof, indeed. All right, Which guys. You, could probably do streaming. you oh. should stream you packing. No. Um, let's wrap up the yeah. episode now, folks. Episode 97, which is a cyberpunk episode. Thank you all so much for joining us here. Um, but first, before we bow out here, we've got to do the lame love and hype trains. Kyle, you ready for lame love and hype? Always. Okay, all right. First up is the lame train. Okay, Carl, what's your lame train? My lame train is that Callan doesn't want to play Mario Kart with us, even though he's had it in his Switch all year. 
and he lied to us about not having it. I did not lie. I put it, it in gone. It was, it was in the switch. Guess how he had to find it if he wanted to? Just by pressing A on the Mario Kart screen, on the, on the little icon in the switch. If he just pressed A on it, he would have been in there, but he didn't. And he said, oh, pretty sure it's lost. Mm-hmm. Where'd you lose it, Callan? Uh, it was uh, behind my bed. It was inside his switch. Oh yeah, yeah, and my case was behind my bed. Yeah, but the game was the in game his was switch. in my switch, and then, you know what? It's still in my switch right now. Just the whole time, and I I sent him money to buy it because I wanted him to play with us so bad. He doesn't understand how much. I missed him hanging out with us when we were playing as a group. <laughs> there was like, you know, a whole bunch of us playing Mario Kart having the have the time of our lives. And I'm like, Callan, please play. And he's like, oh, sad face me, sad face. Everyone's leaving me out. I want to play, but I don't have it. And I'm like, fine, I'll buy it for you again because I want you to be part of this. We are a family, oh as Lucy Meg says. But oh. no, still. Didn't jump he's in. been and waiting to ramble like this at me for so long. He didn't download it when I sent it to him for days, which I'm glad he didn't. I'm actually a little bit glad he didn't because he has it already. So now he's got to send that back to me and uh, we'll continue on. This is why you buy yourself on Ah, uh, So my lame train yes. is Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's, uh, it is all the, uh, everything's gone with Cyberpunk. All the problems at CD Projekt Red, it's really disappointing. It's a company which I heard, uh, I held in high esteem for, you know, after Witcher 3 and stuff. And for everything that's happened, it's actually been really friggin' disappointing. So that's actually my lame train this week. We spoke about it, a lot of it earlier, so yeah. Yeah, this is true. And it's a good one. Like, it does suck. These are people we really looked up to as, like, one of the... the, the like, great developers, especially that they're not, like, a tiny indie. They're a huge developer. You know, still indie, yep. but it's just a bit, it's a bit hard to take. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You ready for love train? I am. Okay. Here we go. Love train time. Okay. Carl, what is your love train time? My love train is cyberpunk. Okay. Um, I just, you know, anyone who's watched me play one player games knows that I like exploring. And um, I I have a lot of fun doing it in games like um, Assassin's Creed. But what I really love about Cyberpunk is in Assassin's Creed, you can stand on top of a mountain and you can look around the whole place and see everything there is to explore. But you can't do that in Cyberpunk. You actually have to explore. Because if you stand back and look, most of what you can see is covered by walls and levels and, you know, different bridges and things. You actually have to go in there, jump in and jump down into the lower parts and dark alleys. And so I've been really loving... Uh, an excuse to just get in there and explore, which it scares me a bit because I may never finish it ever. Sorry, mm. Callan, I'll do something more interesting soon. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I've been loving. What about you? Uh, I get to go home tomorrow and see my parents. I haven't seen them in a year. Oh, that's nice. That's <laughs> so more like a hype train. Uh, no, me. it's a love train. It's a love train because okay. it's tomorrow now. So it's you know it's it's happening. So I'm loving that I get to go home and and see them again. So um. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice that the borders are unlocked for Queensland, so I get to go home and see them. As it was, I would have been sitting here just playing video games. So I get to go up there and play video games instead. 
Nice. Well, as long as you're playing them somewhere, somewhere nice. <laughs> no, somewhere no, safe. it'll be good. I'm going to have a little break and stuff, I think. Um, again, I like to have a break about once every 12 months from everything. Um, it's nice to come back very refreshed in the new year and, and all that and like hit the ground running. It felt like when I had that 10 days off when I went to Thailand and I came back so fresh, I finished like five games in two weeks or whatever. It was amazing. So, um, you come back with that, um, you know, renewed vigor, et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm looking forward to getting away and just, yeah, it's going to be nice. So, all right. Are you ready for hot train? I'm so ready for Hype Train. Okay, here we go, guys. Hype Train. Last Hype Train for 2020. What is it? Um, Super Meat Boy comes out this week. Super Meat Boy Forever. Finally. Oh, yeah. supposed to come out like at the start of the year or end of last year even. Yeah. So it's taken a long time and I'm a huge fan of Super Meat Boy. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very excited for that to come out. It comes out on uh, on the 23rd or 24th of December, I believe. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm hyped to play that. Finally, another nice fast sort of 2D platformer. Yeah, I might might even stream it. What about you, good sir? Uh, mine is to see what CD Projekt Red do with DLC in this. We know Blood and Wine is one of the greatest CD, uh, one of the greatest expansion packs to a game ever, DLC wise, yes. expanding on it. Can't wait to see what they do here. I think they're going to send us to the moon. I think we'll get sent to the moon. The so, moon, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon we're going to go to the moon. Wow. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah maybe they can render it better because it's all one color. Uh, well, well, I reckon it'd be a space station up there. And then, you know, to keep things fresh, different biomes and different areas of the space station for experiments, etc. So I, I think they could do a great job of it rather than having to do another city somewhere or, or whatever. I think a moon expansion would be great because the moon gets mentioned a couple of times in the experiments they do on the moon and stuff. So I think it'd be okay, a really cool anybody, thing yeah. to go to go check out. Um, so that's what I hope they do. And I can't wait to see what they do with this DLC. So um, I, I'm hyped for what DLC they do bring into this game because I think it, I think it'll be good. I'm a bit scared of that because I, I remember a time when I was hyped for um, GTA 5 DLC. Yeah, the and... island got released the other day. And I remember a time where I was also excited for Red Dead Redemption 2 DLC. Yeah, online is now <laughs> because... a separate game. <laughs> I'm so sad. So hopefully, yeah. well, online is coming to Cyberpunk. Yeah, it is. So that is also something we didn't even mention. Uh, I don't know how far that is now. No. I'm sure they thought it was going to be next year, but yeah. I have actually that's that be city would be so much fun to cruise around with friends and shit in. I know, but if there was like more than three of you at the same time in the same city, I, I'm scared the whole game might explode. Whoa, whoa. And in all that, folks, that's going to be it for our last podcast of the year. Thank you all so much for being here with us on episode 97. Remember, early next year is going to be the big 100th episode. So keep your ears open for all the details about that when it yeah. happens. Um, Carl, again, where can we find you real quick before we log off here? You can find me on twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical, or you can find me on uh, Instagram at just the lyrical mm-hmm. or anywhere else just on uh, the lyrical.com. Fantastic. Always twitch.tv slash game train twitch. Come follow us and all that sort of stuff. Um, thanks for the hype noise folks uh, in there as we bow out here. Good spot for it. Actually uh, twitch.tv slash game train twitch. Facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast and Twitter at Game Train Talk. All right, guys, 
This has been it. Anything else, Carl? That is everything. Okay. All right, guys. This has been Game Train. Yeah. <laughs>